All right, ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Welcome to the Square Circle Podcast. My name is Marie Shadows, and we're here live on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore Shadows. And I really love that you guys are here. I really love all the support, and I can't thank you enough uh, for all of that support. Uh, just that we are not streaming on uh, YouTube. We're only going to be streaming on Twitch. And again, for everyone that's listening to this on an audio podcast platform of your choice, I will try my very best to explain everything to you because you cannot see the the visuals. The cool thing about anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast is that they have partnered up with Spotify. What that means is that Spotify now has partnership with anchor, but also introduced that you can watch videos on Spotify. Spotify gives you the viewer the chance to watch a video format of your favorite podcast show, like mine, the Square Circle Podcast. And so I take these videos from uh, Twitch and I put them on there as extra content for you guys, just in case if you miss a live stream, you always have it with you on the go, which is a VOD, a video on demand over on Spotify. So that is why I love uh, being part of the Anchor family and having that option and giving that option to you because I know how options are very important to people who work hard and want to spend their money in the right places, which again, if you want to support any part of the stream, head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where again, options is in your favor because it's like Patreon, except that Kofi gives you the ability to donate one time, donate monthly, go shopping in my shop and hire me for commissions. So it's up to you and how you want to use uh, the money in your wallet. As always, we're here talking about professional wrestling and we're going to be starting it off with AEW Dynamite, which happened last night, April 13th, 2021. And there is a lot to really say about this, a lot to really say about it. I tuned in, even though I really did not want to tune in, because I know some things would annoy me, and then people might label me as like an AW bot, because that is what Tony Khan wants you to believe, and that is what he would use uh, to tell the masses that, you know, people who don't have like, you know, a real profile picture um, could be a bot. But then again, you know, you don't really know who's behind the person that's saying the really horrible shit, right? You really don't know, but you could definitely feel like it might be a person. It might not be a person or the fact that, you know, if it's really bad grammar, you know, that's a bot. If it's like really okay, decent grammar, that's a person who doesn't really care because I've seen it many times on uh, social media that people would really say that, oh, grammar is not important here because it's the internet. Well, if I want to understand you and make sure that I don't misread anything or misinterpret anything, use fucking proper gra grammar. If you need three tweets to explain properly something, okay, maybe. All right, you can do that. But then again, like I tuned in because of the main event. The main event was the Ring of Honor World Television Championship title on the line. Minoru Suzuki being at the time, at the time, our Ring of Honor World Champion taking on Samoa Joe. Nothing else on this card um, really made me go, hey, I want to watch it. Nothing else. Um, 
it's a real turnoff for me when you have the AEW head honcho, Tony Khan, going on Twitter to talk his shit to sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To sort of tell the fans that they're mean and they're bad, but yet then still want to still want you to watch and to get his ratings up, um, which makes no sense. It's like, why would you want to do that in the first place when you know that your fans are the ones that buy the tickets, buy the merch? They're the ones trying to take you out of the red. Um, and then to all of a sudden, you know, like put out stupid tweets that anger everybody and feel like they're not appreciated with that whole bot situation. Yeah. That's like, yo, it could have backfired, but it didn't backfire because there's a lot of people who still tweet very positive things about AEW rather than trying to let Tony Khan know about uh, the flaws that happen because a lot of flaws that happen um, during AEW Dynamite and stuff. Um, let's just jump right into it. I remember the order of everything that happened. So uh, we're going to start things off with uh, Penta. So he really, so it really is Penta Oscuro. Okay, but we're just going to call him Penta. Uh, Penta taking on CM Punk. Sure, this was a great opener of a match. Wait, hold on. I can't use the word great because CM Punk is in it. Uh, but I will say that um, it was an okay start uh, to AEW to have that uh, happen. However, I would have put MJF versus um, Sean Dean as the opener if i if i knew that it was going to be 10 seconds long not counting any of the um entrances and most of that gets cut away to wardlow on a rampage uh destroying everybody to try to get to mjf to try and get out of his contract i would have had that one to open up the show because that's basically like a throwaway match it's a throwaway victory for Sean Dean. Um, it really doesn't do anything. It doesn't help any situation. Like, I get what they're going for. And I get that, you know, um, MJF wants to stay clear or Wardlow. Like, I get all that. But to have this stupid feud for, for nothing, why? Like, why do we really need that? Like, I would have put MJF versus Captain Sean Dean to open up the show and then followed by Penta versus CM Punk, which will make more sense. But let's talk about the Penta and CM Punk match. Punk adds some story in there where, um, you know, he's selling his knee, but then there's other times that he forgets to sell his knee. And CM Punk is so used to the safety net of um, the WWE formatting that it just doesn't, it doesn't work, you know? Um, I really don't think that CM Punk should have won that match against Penta, um, only because if, like, Penta has this new gimmick, this new attitude, he obviously has uh, Alex Abrahentes there, uh, you know, being in Halloween costume 24-7, 
so if there's if this is a real game change of a gimmick of a character for him you know why is he not getting the the victories and stuff um why is uh cm punk not doing the whole like win some lose some and stuff like that like i get that you know cm punk wants to get the championship title wants to go after it but i don't want to see it do you guys want to see him get you know be aw champion i don't um you know i really don't i don't really care um you know like i don't know i don't know what will happen uh the day that comes if he dethrones hangman um and then all of a sudden obviously people want mjf to dethrone uh punk which is totally fine by me um and then wardlow to dethrone uh mjf but that's the most obvious answer that everyone is going to give that's the most obvious answer that's going to be right there right in front of you uh so yeah um basically it was an okay match it could have been better but again cm punk is so give me a second Okay, but uh, yeah, CM Punk is just so like, I wouldn't want him to win the championship because then that means that like, what has like everything that Hangman Adam Page sacrificed for, like, what does that really mean? Um, but however, if uh Hangman Adam Page does lose the championship title to somebody on the roster that's not CM Punk, um, then ship. Uh, Adam Cole, not Adam Cole, ship uh, Hangman over to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling so he can join the G1 this year. Like I would like, I would like to see him in the G1. Um, yeah, we have CM Punk going over against Penta, which was a shame. Uh, moving on to the uh, MJF versus uh, Captain Sean Dean. Um, Captain Sean Dean won by fucking count out. Like that doesn't do anything for Sean Dean. Stop having him win by count out. Have him use his talent, his wrestling, and you know, do that. Like, does he have to win by count out? Like, what does that prove in the end? Um that MGF could get like distracted and shit. Um I think. After that, yeah, after that, we had the uh, tag team match. Uh, the tag team match, um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are still our AEW World Tag Team Champions. They're taking on Red Dragon or Red Dragon. Um, and uh, this match went on pretty long. It felt pretty long. Um, I remember it, like, feeling long. Um, I would like to say that jungle boy needs to um be part of davy richards uh training camp for a little bit uh just so that way you know he doesn't do 
the same formula that we've seen him do the the simple arm drags into like the tope suicidas and just a bunch of really um fundamental stuff that i'm like bro you have a lot of talent you can definitely upgrade uh what you're doing you can definitely make it look a little bit more um better in the fact of making it look a little bit more i don't know why i want to say shiny that's not the word i'm looking for but uh to make to give it a little pizzazz you know that type of thing um and also to make it look like you know the arm drag actually hurts because the more times that he does his patented arm drags the more that you know that it's just it just doesn't work it doesn't hurt it doesn't do anything um luchasaurus was over in new orleans which was uh kind of interesting i wasn't expecting luchasaurus to be over in uh, new orleans um i really wasn't um the team of calorelli and bobby fish all right cool uh they're in there with veterans um it was an okay match um i'm probably gonna say that for like almost all of this it was an okay match um it just didn't capture my interest to be like all right, cool. Because I think I've I've seen the tag matches, and yeah, I know depending on who you have, you might have a different style of the tag team uh, matches when it comes to AEW Dynamite. But like, once you've seen it once, you've practically seen it all in a way. Um, I really think that Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy should drop the belt eventually, uh, just to keep it fresh. Um, I think this is the bad thing that AEW has done with themselves or for themselves is that this whole rotation system that they have, and I fucking hate the rotation system. I really do. Um, I hate the rotation system because I want to make sure that I can understand each of their stories and I don't have to wait two weeks, three weeks, maybe like three fucking months from now for us to get all the way back to like our champion's uh, story or to one wrestler's um, story after seeing them for maybe like the first week and then like they disappear. I've used this analogy before on many other uh, podcast episodes where I say... Imagine if they take your favorite episode or your favorite show. I should say, imagine if they take your favorite show and the main character shows up for um, week one, week two. And then when you get to like week nine in your, um, you know, watching of the show pops up the main character and no one on the show from week three all the way to week eight has said a word about the main character. No one has said, oh, have you seen such and such? You know, and then all of a sudden, week nine, the, the main character pops back up and the main character is like, hey guys, you know, let's continue this story because this story is about me. Imagine if your favorite show did that. That is what AEW does. And that's not a plus. That's a really bad thing to do because you lose interest. The people that are like, oh my God, AEW is the best. How can they put on a banger every single week? Or the ones that are always like praising it don't understand it. They just want to say it for the sake of saying it rather than being like, hey, AEW, you got some flaws. You can't keep doing that. I understand you have like a huge roster, but it's time to really cut down the roster and really know what guys you're going to use, what ladies you're going to use. And slowly... um. Hey, 
Sports exclusive. What's up, man? Thank you for joining. Yes, you are totally right. Uh, Tony Khan's echo chamber won't let him uh, anything, like, won't let him know anything is wrong. I know. And then myself, I feel like I talk to the damn wall because nothing gets through. And even if you do try to have a conversation with somebody who's pro AEW, you're either going to get called a bot or, you know, they're just not going to deal with you and they don't want the confrontation that comes with it. And again, I'm going to say this again until I'm blue in the face. It's not that I do not want you to have fun. I want you to have fun. I want to have fun with you. I want to be in that circle of having fun and being like, oh my God, this was really great. This is really good. But you have to have it make sense. You have to basically take it to the fundamental level of professional wrestling and build it up from there. Sometimes less is more. Sometimes, you know, you can go over the top and it could still be a good performance. But sometimes you got to find that balance in between where it's like, um, you know, it was nice. Like it didn't need any more, it didn't need any less. Um, but sports, uh, sport, uh, sport exclusive here is totally right. Uh, they continue to say they are people in wrestling media who are very high, who, who are in very high positions that secretly hate AEW and can't say it out loud. I'm not in a high position, so I can't say it. So I can say it a lot. Oh, um, well, thanks for letting me know that tidbit. I will say this here, um, that like, I'm more of a wrestling analyst because I'm here to give you the breakdown of the wrestlers, the story and why you should watch, you know, things that make me happy. AEW really doesn't make me happy that much because they have a lot of flaws and stuff. But New Japan Pro Wrestling, I could go talking about that for days, uh, giving you the reasons why this person is good, this person is good, why you should be on the lookout for like this heel and like, you know, what we could change about this heel. Uh, but even if I was in like a really high position, I'm going to be calling it out if it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, you're not alone in your view. There are lots of people that feel the same way. Yeah, I've been seeing um, on the rise that there are a lot of people voicing their opinions. I think once Tony Khan had tweeted um, the bot uh, tweet, which I definitely ranted about. You guys should definitely go check that out. I ranted about it because of a different perspective, um, because I'm always like, yo, it's human first. You got to respect the human being that's in front of you, that's by your side and the human being that eventually, you know, you call your brother or your sister or your friend, your pal, like it's human first. It's not, um, it's not like, you know, bot first, you know, it's human first. Uh, sports exclusive also says the women's match was such a stain on their company. Yes. Let me get there. Um, let me get there. Cause, uh, I, I saw, I saw some tweets about, about that too. Um, but yeah, um, I was just gonna continue on with that. If I was in a high position, it does not matter. Um, I've always had the ability to speak my mind, to have my opinions. Um, and it's okay if you don't agree with my opinions. I'm not saying that you should, or that you would, or that you could, but I would like you to have an open mind and understand that there's different perspectives and if you're not willing to help fix the problem, then you're part of the problem. 
my whole thing about having the square circle podcast and doing this is to help fix the problems that are in wrestling because i want to leave wrestling better than it was yesterday and if fans are not really going to do that oh well i'll be in my own little you know uh bubble with everybody else and you know maybe tony khan can listen one day um but yeah so the tag match was all right um it didn't really like i don't really remember too much of it other than like jungle boy doing his arm drags tope suicidas uh luchasaurus um doing his like moonsault onto the outside also i really 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 thought that they were going to um do something that they did previously in the last pay-per-view which i can't really remember um so kyle riley had luchasaurus in for a guillotine choke and he's right next to the ropes he's right next to the turnbuckle and up top was like jungle boy and um bobby fish and they were you know uh trying to do the suplex they did the suplex i was hoping that they did not do this suplex on top of luchasaurus and uh kyle o'reilly thank god they didn't do it thank god when they did it they landed um a little bit further away from the guillotine choke and then like the pen got broken up right the only reason why i say that is because during the pay-per-view fucking jungle boy decided to do a shooting star press to break up um that guillotine choke um during that pay-per-view and i was like yo that's not fucking safe why the fuck you doing that like we don't need that we just need you to fucking wrestle sure it gets a pop out of you know the fans but are the fans truly gonna remember that shit no they're not it's okay if jungle boy wrestles in a technical style I want to see the technical style. I don't want to see no more flips and shit from him unless like it means something, unless like he needs it. He doesn't need the tope suicidas. He doesn't need that. Um, let him get down to uh, being the best technical wrestler that he is. Um, and then I guess Luchasaurus can try to maneuver his way in there because I don't really know what else Luchasaurus can do other than being like a big guy, being a big dinosaur um but yeah um i see i remember bits and pieces of the match um and that's not a good thing especially if i have to be like yo why did you do this instead of like trying to do something else um but yeah i would like if jungle boy and luchasaurus drops the title belts to whoever i don't really care um and ship them off to new japan pro wrestling and Put them in World Tag League and let them run the circuit. Let them learn because most of these AEW guys have to get off, like, wrong phrasing, sorry. Um, Most of these AEW guys need to have that indie style sort of either fused together with, like, good training skills from New Japan Pro Wrestling that they could pick up with the veterans over there or, like, completely gone. I'd rather have a hybrid of like having indie style mixed with um, New Japan style um, and make it become their own. Um, and then they'll be in like tip top shape. But some of these guys probably cannot last out there in Japan. Case in point, Hangman Adam Page, the Yum Bucks. Those guys are family guys and that's why they thrive over here and they won't like thrive in New Japan or like anywhere else for a long period of time. Okay, so after that, we have the women's match 
and this is where I thought it was like the main event when the women's match happened, just because I was like, oh, you know, it's a women's match. All right, it's it's hitting like nine o'clock. It's like that spot. That's a bad fucking thing, AEW, to have someone think that the main event is up because <clears throat> ever since AEW started, that's the fucking time slot you guys gave the women. See the really bad effect that happened? Like, I should not be thinking, oh, here comes the women's, the women's match. It's already the main event. The only reason I know that the main event wasn't coming about afterwards is because one of my fans told me, we're not even at the main event yet. You know, something like that. And I and I deleted the tweet because I was like, oh, shit. You know, let me let me delete it because I'm just like, oh, um, that, that wouldn't make sense to have it there. Um, so, but you guys understand that that's a bad thing for someone to think, right? For someone to automatically see a woman's match um, somewhere, anywhere in the, in like the nine o'clock time frame to automatically think that it's the main event right after. Just because um, Marina versus Sky Blue happened at like 9.13, give or take, um, yesterday, I automatically thought the main event was up after that because I was thinking that uh, Suzuki and Joe were going to have a fucking good match. I'll get to that in a moment. <clears throat> so, the other thing, too, is that they cut Sky Blue's entrance. If Tony Khan had the okay to have the, the runtime to go over a little bit, right? Uh, he didn't say how long the runtime was going to be over. He just said, I have the approval that the runtime for AW Dynamite is going to be a little bit longer. So, you know, please stay watching. If you had the if you had the okay for the for the overtime, why the fuck did you cut out Sky Blue's uh, entrance? Why? Ooh, excuse me. It makes no sense to cut out her entrance when you said that you have the approval to have the overtime. All right, cool. So my problem with this match is that Sky Blue is not a fighter. Sky Blue is a wrestler. Sky Blue is, you know, she's super pretty, she's super talented, but to have her fight an actual fighter on national television to get embarrassed, even though she really did put up a good defense. She put up a good defense. However, this isn't in her wheelhouse. This isn't what she comes out as. She doesn't market herself as, you know, a fighter. Marina markets herself as a fighter because she is a UFC fighter. So you give her like Thunder Rosa can hold her own. She could definitely go toe to toe with Thunder Rosa. Um, who else is on their roster that can go toe to toe? That's an actual fighter. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else can go toe to toe, but you get the idea, right? Like, Sometimes the matchup for the women don't make sense. And we as fans automatically know that, you know, the other person is losing because that's how it is. That's that, you know, us being programmed to a degree, but we could just see it. There's a, there's a huge difference in wrestling and fighting ability. Again, nothing against sky blue. Like she held her own as in defensive 
In defense mode, she held her own. In fighting mode, not too much because Marina was definitely like really, you know, being the shit out of her and trying different ways to get her into submissions. Um, and it looked really bad. It looked really it it looked it didn't look sloppy, but it looked slow. It looked like they were like obviously this might have been like maybe the first time that um you know uh they probably meet in the ring and stuff like that and have this uh match it was really like what the fuck another thing too is that you start out with penta versus cm punk the crowd is hot next we move to njf versus uh captain sean dean with the interference award low the the crowd is hot jungle boy and luchasaurus versus Red dragon the crowd is hot the women the crowd went fucking cold you lost the fucking momentum. Why didn't you like see this is this is gonna be a problem because no matter what I say right now, right? It's gonna sound bad, it's gonna look bad. It really is. Imagine if we took the women's match and basically moved it down the card and put in uh, the trios match of Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia. Regardless of your feelings for the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is a fucking bullshit of a thing. Jericho should know better, by the way. Jericho should know better. Um, but imagine we put that trios match right after the um, tag team match. The crowd will still be hot. Now, the other thing, too, is that if we put the women's match next, they're not going to get as much time, and then it still it still would have been the same. Um, and then we go with the co-main event, which is powerhouse powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks versus um, Rampage. Oh my God, Rampage! All right, there's a reason why I said Rampage. My mistake. Keith Lee and uh, Swerve. If we would have just repositioned everything, the women would have still been in their same fucking time slot, um, like they always are. Um, that's why it's a little bit difficult for me to like try to book an AEW Dynamite where it makes sense, where the women have enough time, um, and and stuff like that. Um, but you see how like that would have been better. You have to keep the crowd going. The crowd went dead during the women's match. Uh, the crowd went dead during the trios match, and then it came alive again at the co-main event because Ricky Starks is the hometown hero. Um, however, um, that tag match, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs uh, taking on Keith Lee and uh, Swerve, that feels like a Rampage sort of matchup that doesn't feel like a dynamite one and i really don't want to say that because i can't tell the difference between dynamite and rampage there's nothing different but i think by having those four guys headline rampage it, rampage will feel different um i see them as like rampage guys if that makes sense uh sports exclusive says jericho knows better he just doesn't care the inner circle were losers they did absolutely nothing the only uh they only won one meaningful match in years yeah man um it's really sad that you know um you can see that jericho knows better but he just doesn't care 
um there's no point for him to like continue to be on the card doing these stupid ass feuds for what you're taking up fucking valuable time on AEW dynamite and then we have to constantly hear from tony khan oh my god guys thank you so much for you know watching AEW dynamite thank you for the ratings thank you for the key demo but it's still the same shit after week after week after week if we're on this fucking rotation system why you know why has nothing changed why hasn't the format changed? Why hasn't, you know, stupid matches like, unfortunately, the trios match just because Jericho's in it. Why wasn't that like on Rampage? Um, and unfortunately, the tag match, um, the other tag match uh, with the hometown hero of Ricky Starks wasn't on Rampage. Because like I said, Ricky, Hobbs, and Keith Lee and Swerve feel like Rampage guys. And, you know, we have two spots open for two women's matches that can at least go 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Why does, you know, um, mat women matches have to go like three fucking minutes? Um, which brings me to my next point. I do know that people on uh, Twitter are like, you know, um, that we complain about anything, right? You know, uh, we see one women's match on AEW and we're complaining. Uh, but then sometimes if we see like three women's matches on like AEW, uh, we're still complaining. It's the fact that the women don't get the same equal opportunity as the men. That does not mean um, anything other than, uh, you know, in-ring time. So... The men are really well thought out, meaning their placement on the card, the stories that they're telling, um, all of that is really, really well thought out. So let's think about this in the terms of writing a fucking novel, right? Um, hold on. I, I need to get... Um... Okay, so... Bear with me for one second. I need to get some images here uh, because this is a lot more better if I get images and you guys can understand what the fuck I'm talking about when I compare writing a novel, writing characters to professional wrestling. Um, I'm just going to get the basic shit and then I'm just going to use my magic. Um to tell you exactly what the fuck this is, okay? And this is why AEW needs a writer. And if you guys feel like, you know, I'm providing you with all this knowledge and shit, um, hit that follow button here on Twitch, uh, clip it when I talk about um, how to do this shit, and then, like, let your friends know that I am really, like, I know my stuff. Um, because I do have a degree in creative writing and I got a publishing certificate. So this is my bread and butter as well as, um, you know, talk about professional wrestling. Um, okay. So that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. And I, and I combine my two loves together, writing and wrestling. Um, okay. So let me just see. Um, jeez. Do I want to? I guess I could do something with this one. 
because I'm I'm picking like sort of random photos uh that could get the point across. Um but it still it still holds true no matter what. Um so yeah. Um if you want to tell your friends to tune in right now and have me school them in uh something in my wheelhouse, then you know go and go on Twitter and let them know that I'm live. Um Okay, so first things first, I might have to bring up a second one. Okay, so character is going to be there. And then I'm going to bring up a second one. Um, because this gets me passionate. Um, and this can teach people that, you know, um, there's knowledgeable people out there to like, really tell you like why things are the way they are and not just because they want to, or they're just complaining. Um, you know, Um, give me a second here. All right, so hopefully we're getting more people from Twitter uh, for this. Uh, but I'm going to take a, a quick little mini break. I will be right back, and then we're going to dive into this into this thing. Um, it will be super quick. All right, so so 
this is how oh wait what i just realized that my camera is not moving i didn't touch it this time i didn't touch my camera this time This must be really awkward for you guys. So sorry. I bet you it was on the other one. Oh no, it did the same thing here. Oh no. Okay, so that's that. Uh, not this again, man. So while I fix this, do you guys have any questions about the whole novel and wrestling thing and how that goes together while I fix this? It's always when I get super excited. And I'm like, hey, either gonna be right back or, you know, I get super excited and then this happens. Why is this not working right now? Where is... Okay, here we go. I am back. I am back, but I got to fix myself. So um, give me a second. But again, if you guys have questions, uh, drop them in the chat. Um, maybe I made some people angry. Um, by saying this is for educational purpose, hashtag AW Dynamite. I know that angering um, the uh, AEW uh, fans is not a good thing because they're not going to come over and want to listen. But, you know, sometimes it's like I get the positivity. I I, I want to be positive, too. But, you know, you just need to uh, really, like, stop being overly positive and be like, look, these are some flaws that you got to work on. Now I understand why Cody left. Now I understand. All right, cool. Um, oh my God. I guess I could leave it like that. Okay. So now that my camera's working, I am back and we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, character development and how we can introduce plot to it because this is, again, one of my um things that i'm i'm good at that i can really see from a different perspective um so we're gonna pause on me talking about aw uh dynamite for a bit uh to do this um which give me a second i gotta bring up the the pictures um let's start with the novel writing first right so 
for anyone that you know when you were growing up and you went to uh school and stuff like that and they had you take the english classes and they had you write um like maybe stories or whatever the case may be they always tell you that it's a three structure story um plot where basically it's like obviously you have your beginning middle and end that's for like academic stuff that's for stories too but you have your plot structure where it's like act one act two act three you see that structure mainly in plays and i usually like to say that in professional wrestling uh theater is the uh purest form of professional wrestling um it is the most basic form of, of professional wrestling you could think of professional wrestling as um a play in three acts depending on like your wrestlers um, the story you're trying to tell and the scenes you're trying to play out in front of us inside of the ring. So you have your act one, act two, act three. Uh, no different from here in the plot structure, as you can see, act one. I wish I can. You know what? Hold on. Let's make this a little bit more interactive. Let's make this a little bit more interactive. Um, just because I want to do that so bad. I just had an idea. Now, by the way, guys, I do not like teaching <laughs> at all. But like, if it comes to teaching you guys about plot, story, writing, and wrestling, I'm all for that. But if you ask me to go to like a high school and teach, no, I'm, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, okay. This is the, all right. So this is the novel one. Oh, actually, what am I doing? I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm doing the wrong thing. Um, why? The one time that I want to do something fun, it does not want to work. And you guys are here like, this is live and I, I don't, I don't plan for these things. Okay. Um, I really don't plan for these things. How come I cannot see this? Do I have to share it? No, I'm not. That's not. No, okay, that's not it. Um, because if I can write and draw on it, it'll be a lot more uh, stimulating than anything. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do I have to? Nope, that isn't. Oh my God, why doesn't that not work? That's not. All right, does anybody out there know why I cannot see my pictures? Um, that why I cannot share my pictures with you. Do I have to like put this up further? No, that doesn't work.
Do I have to take that out? No, that's not. But I could show you Twitch, but I can't show you my photo. Why can I not show you my photo? Do I have to, how do I, uh, I'm so confused. How the hell did that happen? Okay, so are you telling me I have no, I have no idea. Okay, so I have no idea. Let me All right, I don't know what the fuck I did. To have this, uh, to have this come about. All right, let me, um, all right, so this, all right, so this works. Um, again, at any time, uh, you know, just, uh, drop your questions in if, uh, you want to, you know, ask me anything as I go through this. So, uh, yeah. So basically here's a picture of the plot structure. And like I was saying that like in a play, you have your act one, act two, act three, you could definitely take the act one, act two, act three and write it in your novel. That's usually how novels are like supposed to go as, uh, but th that's not always the case. Uh, because you can write your novel any type of way. And then sometimes if you want to apply it to professional wrestling, uh, depending on the wrestlers that you have in the ring, depending on the story that you are trying to tell in that ring um, on your own stage, because, you know, uh, the famous uh, quote from Shakespeare is uh, uh, all the world's a stage. Uh, basically that ring is basically your stage as well as backstage area. And then now social media has become your stage as well, but we're only keeping this towards professional wrestling, kayfabe and everything else. We're not doing anything different. Um, so you can think of like your story as a three part, uh, act. Uh, so I get to write on here. I get to mark it up. So this is why, this is why I wanted to show you guys, you can see my, my little, uh, cursor here. Um, let me see. What do I want to do? Okay, so can I change the color or anything? So it's gonna. Okay, it's gonna be that. What is this? That's not what I want. Um, let's go back to this. Is there no? Oh, here it is. It's down the bottom. I knew that. Um. All right, so I guess we're I guess we're gonna keep it blue. Uh, so here is a uh, exposition. 
which is basically like the introduction to who you are as a character, who you are as a person, right? So every time that I start off the, the Square Circle podcast, I am um basically i'll just be like hey guys what's up i'm marie shadows i'm an ex wwe uh employee and i'm here with the square circle podcast i am the creator and the host of it and we're going to be talking about professional wrestling we're going to be breaking down uh professional wrestling matches we're going to be breaking down stories i'm going to get you invested as to why you should pay attention to these stories in professional wrestling as well as these companies bam you know exactly what you're going to get with the square circle podcast right there. Right. I have, I have told you a little bit of information and hopefully that information uh, makes you interested. You know, uh, me mentioning that I'm an ex WWE employee. Well, it's like, Whoa, let me hear your backstory. You know, how'd you get there? You know, how'd you like it? Um, you know, what was the work? What was the working environment? Like, did you make friends? Did you make enemies? Uh, how was HR, you know, like, and then all of a sudden it goes to, well, how did you leave? Like, that sort of should hook you in that little bit of information uh me saying that i have the square circle podcast and you're like oh crap it's another podcast that i can listen to that it's a uh, female based um her name was uh you know marie shadow so let me go listen to it and then i proceed to tell you to break down wrestling matches maybe you have a question about why uh this this story is happening why this feud is happening or you don't know enough about the professional wrestler or the um the the woman athlete to be like hey i don't know enough can you tell me enough can you seem knowledgeable the more that you're confident in the way that you express yourself as a wrestler as a character the more that people are going to gravitate towards you and you need that exposition where it tells you no where it tells them the fans um basically like you know who you are as a professional wrestler um so that's your exposition there you're giving them uh the hook uh no pun intended to hook <clears throat> but you're also like you know letting them know this is who i am these are like my motivations uh basically my motivation is to have you listen to this podcast episode or any of the other podcast episodes and be invested in the companies that you know bring me joy bring me love so that is basically like what i mean when i say this is exposition you're telling somebody a little bit about yourself and hopefully the the stuff that you say uh can definitely have them be like oh i'm interested now let me let me go on this journey because you see this whole entire thing here this whole entire line that says uh rising action that's basically all of your act two. And I'm not saying that it has to get completed in like a short amount of time in like two months. No, your act two as a professional wrestler can last a, a really good while until we get to, you know, that climax. And then we have the falling action and then the resolution. So think of this as um, I want to use New Japan for this because this is the perfect example. New Japan is a perfect example of how to write a fucking novel. Um so basically uh the rising action is basically your journey in professional wrestling to get your accomplishments done your goals done um you know whoever you want to feud with and that's why i said that this doesn't have to take like two months okay um realistically it could take as long as it as, as it needs to as long as you are able to tell your story in full. That's how long your rising action is going to be for, but for the sake of this, I'm really trying to think of like a new Japan thing. Um, 
damn, I can't use Tama. Um, if I use the New Japan Cup, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, okay. I cannot use New Japan Pro Wrestling at this time because I can't think of anything that I can be like, yo, this relates to it. But it really does. It it really does. In my head, it, it really does. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. So, the rising action is basically giving us a inside look of how you feud with your with um other people in the business um how you tell your stories inside and outside the ring and also on social media um and you know your wins and losses are in that rising action this is your act too this is where you basically have the line and the fans are attached to that line so that way um they can support you uh they could be on this journey with you they can definitely um See how far you've grown um, in the business um, and just basically appreciate the fact that when we get to you challenging for that belt, whatever belt it is and whatever company it is, it's going to be this. Okay? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be this. Um, why they call it the climax, I don't really know, but you know, you guys can really think about why they call it that. Um, so your journey in act two gets you to your goal of getting a championship title, whether that is the world champion, intercontinental, United States, tag team, never open weights, um, whatever belt, whatever championship title you want to go after, that is going to be where it is at the peak of this mountain, which is the climax. And you either win or you lose. Um, it takes like three seconds to win or to lose. And then after that, we um, we go down. Um, my I don't have a mouse. I wish I am using my mouse pad right now. This is like. Really, really interesting. All right, so just so people are aware, right? My two came out so bad. Okay, act two, and then this is... My C came out really bad. Let me see if I can do a three. Oh my God, I did a three. Okay, so you have, after you get your accomplished, whatever you want, whether that's a championship title belt, maybe, um, you know, a, a cup or something, a tournament that you won, and that's like something that like you really, really, really wanted to do. Um, so uh, now that you get that, you go down the line and you go down towards the falling action, which is basically like act three and act three is like where you sort of like rest and reassess what you want to do as your character. Now that you have the championship title belt, like 
you know, are you automatically going to do like an open challenge? Are you automatically going to go right back into uh, fighting your competition, taking on the next person because you know you got a target on your back? Or are you going to go take a vacation because you just did a lot of work in act one, act two, got to your uh, destination, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm going to go take that break because I deserve it and I'm the best, right? So that's what Act three is all about in your character. This is where your character could turn heel. This is where your your character can finally turn baby face because maybe in act one and act two, you were a heel. And then when you got the belt, it just changed you and you ended up being a baby face. Um, and that's what the falling action is. And that's what you do in a novel. That's what you do in a play. You basically allow the fans to sort of breathe with you and sort of just... Um, absorb the way that you, um, you know, uh, did your journey and they're with you every step of the way. Um, and then the resolution is where, you know, you'll get into the ring um, and basically tell the fans, uh, you know, what your next step is, what your next goal is and how you're going to be a champion. Or you sometimes you don't even have to tell the fans that you can just act it out in the ring and they'll get it more or less. Um, but the resolution doesn't really have another act to it. It's attached to act three. So that's that whole thing in one big piece. So the, the plot structure applies to you as a wrestler, the same way that it applies to writing a novel, writing, um, you know, a, um, a play or anything like that. So, you know, act one, again, exposition, let us know what, like who you are, your motivations, um, like a little snippet of yourself so that way I could be hooked. The rising action is that line that I'm holding on to make sure that I can support you in every single which way I can. Merch, uh, buying a ticket to the show, uh, showing up at, at the meet and greets, uh, you know, letting you know on Twitter that like, I appreciate you, um, you know, letting you know like, hey, you know, that was cool. This wasn't cool. You know, uh, make sure that you go beat this guy's ass or whatever um, while you're telling me the story of why I should be invested in you. If you're not telling me why I should be invested in you and you're just having matches, what's the point of that? It, it Professional wrestling is professional wrestling, but at the end of the day, it's still an entertainment business where, you know, I'm spending my time to be with you. So the least that you can do is, you know, be yourself, be your goofy self. Um, you know, let me know that, you know, you really want this because you want to tell me a story, uh, the same way that you want to feel good about, um, you know, the wrestling that you put out there, right? Cause it's your story is your legacy. And I'm here along for the ride. Um, that might sound maybe like a little entitled or whatever. I'm not too sure, but you get the idea of that. Like, I'm giving you my time the same way that you're giving me your time. So let's just have one hell of a party. And that happens in act two. So after we get all of the um, accomplishments and going through the obstacles, the getting over the obstacles, we now arrive at the top of the mountain, which is our climax. And that could be either a championship belt, a trophy or whatever you win it. And then the falling action is us taking that break together and you explaining as a wrestling character, um, you know, uh, what your next step is, what do you want to do? Uh, sometimes you can show, um, also in professional, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. 
um also in creative writing classes they tell you uh show don't tell in professional wrestling uh everything is is better when it's like showing but if you need to tell you know you could do that as well and then the resolution is basically part of the falling action but that's the next like that's truly the next step of like hey i got the title we're going to be a fighting champion. We're going to accept all oncomers or do the heel thing where you're like, nah, fuck you guys. I'm going on a vacation, you know? So plot structure can help in building your wrestling character to be all round because you just apply act one, act two, act three to your wrestling character, the same way that you would do with a play, the same way that you do with a novel and bam, you're going to be fucking money. But again, um, you know, uh, sometimes wrestlers don't want to invest the same way that I want to invest in them. And this is how I invest in them is by, you know, telling this to fans, telling this to wrestlers like, yo, this is how you become an all around wrestler. You got to think of it like you acting out your own novel, your own story in front of people. It's just not backed by Marvel, you know? All right. So that's that one um now let's go on to uh character is it gonna work it's not gonna work okay let me figure this out again uh welcome to anyone that just joined the stream i am trying to okay so hold on so this works this doesn't work i don't know i don't know what i did last time for it to work what did i do last time um i can hear the rain coming through um I wish that this thing wouldn't do this again. Why does this thing now I want to work again. No, I'm. Okay. Again. Bear with me. I fucking hate this. I really do. Um, let's make a let's make another one. I don't know if that's if that's what happened the last time. Cause all I want to do is just talk to you about like character. Um,
No, that's not it. Where is the scene at? Nope. All right, if anyone has any questions, uh, you guys can definitely ask that right now as I try to fix this again. I really do not know why this always happens. Okay, I have my mute for the explanation. Great. Um, yeah, I took this from Now Novel, uh, but this basically applies to, like, you know, how to push your character, how to uh, develop your character. So we looked at, like, using plot structure, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, um, as a way to really push uh, your character as, like, a starting point. Um, and why you would do the things that you do and, you know, uh, what it means to actually really hook your uh, audience so that way they can, like, support you and stuff like that. Uh, but this is more for, like, character development, so inner inner character and stuff. Um, I don't think I really need to write on this one, but just, like, you know, hear me out. Um, 
So this says uh, character development, seven tips for a strong, a strong arc. Uh, you always want to have a strong arc as a character, no matter what. Uh, the stronger, the better. Um, some strong arc characters out there is like, you know, uh, Jay White, Tama, uh, Roman also, unfortunately, has a strong arc now. Um, who else do we have? Kenny has a strong one. You have Okada. You have uh, Will Ospreay. You have... Um, uh, trying to think of other people. Um, those guys have strong arcs. Uh, from what I can, you know, uh, see. Uh, so basically, make your intro count. Exactly what I was talking about with having a res uh, the exposition. Uh, you basically want to make sure that people can gravitate towards you and like want to support you, and they get interested in the things you tell them. Um, so you know, giving them a little like synopsis of yourself. Um, obviously, number two says use dialogue, but again, it's Depending on the character that you're playing, if you're playing yourself, obviously you'll speak in your own dialogue. If you're playing somebody else, you can either do like method acting and stuff, or um, you just realize that the dialogue that you're speaking, if you are confident in what you're saying, the fans will definitely attach on. If the fans can smell any type of bullshit, they will call you out. Hopefully they will call you out and be like, yo, that's fucking bullshit. Like, don't, you know, don't try to act tough. There's a couple wrestlers that try to act tough, and I'm like, hey, man, like, come on. You know, learn your character, learn your dialogue, be confident, and be you, and you'll be great. Uh, three uh, is uh, show emotion, and basically, like, obviously, everything is all in the face. Body language, the way you talk, the way you interact, make sure you show those emotions. Do not uh, hide behind anybody. Sonata is one. Um, but yeah, make sure you show emotions, make sure that you get the message across for what you want, because the more emotions that you show, the better it is. And, um, you know, fans will gravitate towards it. Fans will be like, oh, my God, I want to watch this. I'm invested in it. Uh, number four, give hurdles. This is the equivalent to having obstacles in your way. You can't always win a match, CM Punk. So basically, like, make sure that there are hurdles going into your character there are hurdles um, outside your character. So for so for example, um, characters in general, especially when writing characters, they can deal with man versus nature, man versus environment. They can deal with um, like uh, inner versus outer uh, conflicts, uh, social conflicts. Um, you know, there's a lot of conflicts in the world that someone could deal with. And if you're telling a story where there's a conflict that you're dealing with, more people will latch on to you, especially with people who deal with, um, you know, societal issues or people who deal with inner conflicts where it's always a constant struggle in their mind and they have like anxiety and depression. And, you know, you want to tell a story in a very proper way where it's like you can overcome all these obstacles. So giving yourself hurdles uh character wise um is also good but also externally when you're going for championship titles like who's gonna stop you who's your antagonist because to borrow a phrase from kid bandit you are the protagonist of like your story you're the protagonist of your novel 
um the the thing you're trying to get across in this world in professional wrestling so who are your antagonists who are your best friends who are your like sidekicks like who's the one that's really going to stab you in the back so make sure that there's those hurdles put in place for your character to grow and have layers the more your character grows and have layers the more that people will appreciate it and the more that people will want to watch it um create turns become babyface or heel anti-heel simple as that um you know but don't do it too often please do not do it like the young bucks um you know just do it as you see necessary for the sake of the story don't do it just because the fans are telling you to do it do it for the sake of the story sometimes you might miss the mark sometimes you might not it just all depends um for number six add add perspectives i'm all about perspectives if you want to tell me you know your opinion on something as a professional wrestler go ahead and do it i'm gonna listen with an open mind um as a character i'm definitely gonna do it because it's in kayfabe um there's a lot of good wrestlers that add perspectives um and case in point for that one is jay white as much as this dude betrayed bullet club and betrayed tama and everything when he does his promos he always adds a different uh perspective um i sometimes on this channel um i said it before a little while ago um, in one of the other episodes that i don't believe that he is the catalyst of pro wrestling because of him doing the betrayal to tama and t i don't believe he's a he's the catalyst of professional wrestling however my brain knows enough about jay white where it's like maybe he's right maybe he could be the catalyst of professional wrestling but you see how that adds a perspective because you already know the character was given to you all in kayfabe up in front where all of a sudden you as a fan is questioning the question that you definitely want the answer to be no but you know in your heart that like it's sort of it might be true you know that kind of perspective so jay white does a great uh job of adding perspective um Who else does a great job at his perspectives? I want to throw Tama in here, but I don't think... I don't know. Tama adds... Tama adds good perspective when you, like, sit down and, like, listen to him. But nothing jumps out. But JY automatically, like, jumps out with adding perspectives um, and how that helps as a character development. So if you guys want to, you know, study some uh, Jay White stuff, uh, just study his tapes, study his promos... Or just come to me and I could definitely tell you like what to study and what to look out for. Um, and then seven. Seven, you can do this on your own time if you want to create a profile of your character. If you're doing this in kayfabe, um, you know, just pick and choose what you want to do for your character. But see how easily I can break down how professional wrestling goes into writing and how writing and professional wrestling uh, relate in terms of character development, story structure, making sure that your story is really top notch. And I'm really invested. Um, the best stories that are always told um, come from WWE where it's like warrior and Hogan and like macho man and, and Hogan, the power, uh, the, the mega powers, um, Elizabeth and macho man, um, you know, um, anything of like that era where it got you invested. And sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle and the art of things. And this is what AEW really needs to look at is how to sit down and really like 
think about these characters, think about the stories that they want to tell. They're leaving a lot on the table, and because Tony Khan does not have a writing team to really think outside the box and be like, hey, um, you know, maybe this works, maybe this doesn't work, let's try this. It's really hurting the wrestlers, because not every wrestler could be a storyteller, and that's why there's writers. That's why there's ghostwriters. You can hire me as a ghostwriter and help you out in the back. You know, I could definitely do that. I broke it down for you for how to create a wrestler. Brought to you by Marie Shadows. All right, let's go back. Hold on. Let's go back to um, talking about AEW Dynamite um, and sort of finish up because I have to uh, cook dinner here on this side. Um, and stuff, so I can't really stay too long. Um, I do know that Ronan wanted to watch some NXT highlights. We'll do that in the next one. We have the weekend um, to to do that, and then I'll talk about some more wrestling. But let's let's finish up AW Dynamite, and that would be an AW Dynamite show, uh, pretty much. Um, I gotta. Did I? Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I just hope that you enjoy the fact that I broke it down that way and you guys understand why it's important to have a character and why it's important to have a really good character in AEW and not just be like, all right, whatever. All right, so talking about the trios match um, with Eddie Kingston, Satana, and Ortiz taking on Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and Daniel Garcia. By the way, I'm just going to say it. I don't like Daniel Garcia at all. I really don't care. He's like a high schooler, um, preschooler, toddler. Um, I don't take him seriously. I don't think he's a, he's a big deal in professional wrestling. Um, he likes to ride the coattails of a lot of other wrestlers rather than trying to make it on his own. Um, so, yeah, I just don't like him. Um, and then he thought he got me that one time where um, I told him how many people actually listen to my podcast episodes, uh, which, by the way, is 5,900 and counting. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to an episode of the Square Circle Podcast by yours truly, Marie Shadows. Do not try to come at me if you don't know shit about me. Cool? Remember that. Um, also, I am just so over this whole thing of... Eddie Kingston, Satana, and Ortiz taking on uh, Jericho and his and his people. It makes no sense. This should never been on the card. If anything, move it to Rampage. We really didn't need it. And um, Jericho is really getting stale. As much as like people are singing uh, Judas, and I I still love that song. It's getting stale. Moving on to the co-main event, which is uh, Hobbs and Starks taking on Swerve and Keith Lee. I don't know, man. Um, like I said earlier, hold on. As I said earlier, I really do think that um, this combination of the co-main event uh, needed to be on uh, Rampage. Uh, it really did not need to be on like Dynamite, even though like I want to see them on Dynamite. I really do. But something's really not catching on. I used to like Ricky. Ricky just sort of like fell off for me. Um, but I still like respect them in the background. Uh, Hobbs fell off for me and i think it was that chip on his shoulder of like saying that wwe uh dangled the carrot in front of his face and he didn't want to he didn't want that like you know like bro 
they they uh you know they didn't get back to you until after you signed with AEW. Like shit happens in this business. A lot worse shit happens in this business than, than that. But you know, that sort of fell off for me. And then him losing to CM Punk that really didn't do shit, uh just fell off. Um he had a really great start when he began, but fell off. Uh Keith Lee, I don't really see anything magical with this guy. I really don't. Um, and Swerve, I don't really know anything about Swerve other than that he raps and he does really cool stuff. But what what else? What else can you tell me? What else can you tell me that I could be like, yes, Swerve is great. Um, I just don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't seen too much of his work. But then again, like that's just that's just shine. If someone has not seen too much of your work and someone still has to be like, oh, I still don't get it yeah you there's something not connecting um i don't even remember how this match went so i don't really know let's talk about the main event now great uh let's talk about the main event of suzuki versus samoa joe oh my god you know i tweeted this out yesterday that i was like there's a reason why i push so hard for uh american fans to watch new japan pro wrestling on new japan world if you do not have a subscription to new japan pro wrestling please get a subscription it's only eight dollars a month which is what happens when you convert 99 yen over to american dollars is eight dollars a month it's the best content you're ever gonna fucking get and you have me marie shadows to break down all new japan stuff you also have Thomas Island with Ross and John Sebastian on there, along with some other guest hosts, including myself, that talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we break it down like no other. We basically have a party over there. We talk about other stuff in wrestling, too, but our bread and butter is basically New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is Thomas Island, after all. Uh, so, you know, you have people that can explain to you New Japan Pro Wrestling without the gatekeeping, without telling you that you're an idiot, we are family here. You can come in and like really listen to us talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. So head over to njpwworld.com and get your subscription for only $8 a month. So I always advocate for watching the real product because Suzuki and Joe did the whole slapping, the whole chopping fest that Suzuki and Hiromo did during New Japan Cup. During New Japan Cup, they chopped each other 219 times. That felt, that bat, that match, that match felt like um, you cannot take your eyes away from it. This one, they tried to re, they tried to do a callback to it. They tried to redo it. It was okay. It wasn't there, but it wasn't like, I can't look away. Hiromu versus uh, Suzuki, I could I could not look away in that match. With all the chopping and everything, no. In this one, yeah. It felt a little, like, underwhelming. Whenever a New Japan star comes over to AEW to have a match, it's always underwhelming. Always fucking underwhelming. Um, I don't understand. Uh, so, uh, it was an okay ending. Unfortunately, Suzuki is not... Our Ring of Honor World Television Champion. They gave it to Joe. Congratulations to Joe. At least Suzuki has it on his resume that he was one-time Ring of Honor Television Championship. But I think that on another episode, if I can, you know, extend it a little bit further, I would have kept it on him for a little while longer, unless he has to go back to Japan on April 18th. 
um as well so i don't know i don't know what's happening but you know um we'll see we'll see what happens but they took the butt off of suzuki gave it to joe i love joe but you know it should happen a different way maybe i don't know now joe sort of celebrates but then the lights go out and we have the fucking debut of this basketball player that signed a contract and um you know uh his name is Singh. I might have mispronounced it. So he attacks Joe. Joe's just like, all right, this is another day at the office. Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal also attacking him and stuff like that. And I guess they made their uh, intentions clear that Jay Lethal is eventually going to challenge for that Ring of Honor World uh, title, which is great. But why can't Jay Lethal uh, throw himself in on the title picture? Fuck the, the rankings. One day have Jay Lethal just throw himself in the title picture and face Hangman Adam Page if he retains. Like, that's what we talk about when we want, you know, other wrestlers to get the same opportunities. Jay Lethal is a very huge uh, staple of Ring of Honor legacy. I get that. But let him challenge for new championship titles. Don't let him challenge for the Ring of Honor, champ- the Ring of Honor World uh, TV championship title why what's that really gonna do i know it gives these guys something to do but shit man you sign with AEW. you want to hold their fucking titles don't you it it makes no to me it makes no sense me i'm more like if i sign with AEW, i want an AEW championship title and then i will go back and get a ring of honor championship title i'm not just gonna sign with AEW, have fucking matches on dark disappear win apparently i'm talking about jay lethal here and then all of a sudden like wrestle for ring of honor to get the same titles that you've always gotten no if you sign an AEW contract, go get your fucking AEW belts. Go get your AEW championship titles. Don't let someone say, oh, no, uh, you're better for Ring of Honor because I want you to build that brand. No. You sign an AEW contract. Go get your AEW championship titles. As simple as that. If I signed a contract to WWE, and if WWE still had WCW on, right, and you previously worked for WCW, why the fuck would you want WCW belts when you signed a WWE contract? You should get the biggest prize in them all, WWE belts, right? Like, I don't know. I might be a little, I don't think I'm that off, but I will say that, like, if you sign with a major company, get their fucking major championship titles. It's like, if I sign with New Japan Pro Wrestling, I want the New Japan belts before I decide to go uh, challenge for the New Japan Strong belts. If I came for New Japan Strong. So, like, let's say New Japan Strong had, like, all the belts that they needed to have, and you win all of them, and then all of a sudden it's like, you go you go to Japan, uh, you fight there, but then they're like, no, I want you to go back and fight for the other belts. No, you already have your legacy in strong. Let me make a legacy in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. To bring it all the way back, Jay Lethal should be making his legacy in AEW, going after the AEW championship titles and not going after the Ring of Honor championship titles because it makes no sense. He signed with AEW. Why are you going to go take a step back? Even if Tony Khan bought it to flex that he could buy it. 
we just want Jay Lethal to like really have a good legacy and like have the same belts that like anyone else can go get. You know, again, fuck the ranking system. Let Jay Lethal jump to the to front of the line because you know he knows how to. He's a veteran. Again, if you sign with AEW, make sure to go get their belts. Make sure to go get their championship titles. Um, I could go on and on about that. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the the Owen Hart Cup, but I want to save that for another time. Um, I also want to save some more New Japan stuff for another time. I want to make sure that like the next time around, I have enough uh, information to give you guys because. You know, I definitely don't want to, like, never give you guys, like, half-ass shit. Um, we'll pick a day to uh, watch some wrestling, because I totally miss watching wrestling with you guys. Um, and then, um, you know, hopefully I can get some people on and do Q&A with them. Um, you know, hopefully that, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so I really hope that you guys enjoyed the fact that I broke down, um, you know, the whole wrestling and writing thing and why we need writers. Um, that's going to be circulating around because I want people to see it. Uh, but other than that, as you guys know, we have come to the end of this podcast episode. Um, I had a very good time. I had a blast. Um, and we are going to be being played out by Cody Rhodes. Uh, his theme song, uh, Kingdom by uh, Downstate. Uh, the other thing, too, is that, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this live episode of the Square Circle Podcast, make sure to hit that follow button right here on twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. And thank you for viewing. Uh, your views mean the most to me. I really, really mean it. We're almost at the Twitch affiliates. I just need to average out three viewers, and I think I did it today. Um, tomorrow, hopefully, um, I basically come back and stream to you guys. Uh, if not... Or if so, pay attention to my social media. Follow me at Marie underscore shadows on Twitter. Follow the Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows. If you feel like my content needs uh, some money thrown at it, head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows because that's where you have the most options and the most way to support. Um, this is going to be broken up as a official podcast and then a bonus episode uh, of me talking about life um that's going to be a bonus episode so look out for that over on the coffee page um other than that check out the audio version of this on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast check out the video format on youtube.com so uh youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast and again right here as a vod on twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows uh, I want to thank each and every one of you guys here uh, for being here, listening to me, and really, 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 really supporting your girl, Marie Shadows. Um, it has mean the world to me, and my confidence is growing. I thank each and every one of you guys. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Um, I love what I do. I really, really do. I can wake up in the morning. I can talk about wrestling. I can find different perspectives, different ideas, think outside the box, and how to improve wrestling so that way, um, you know, it could be better than what it was yesterday that's that that's all i want to do and of course the goal is always to get signed by a professional wrestling company like new japan mow whatever is out there um i just hope that my value while i do these for that while i do these episodes for you uh bring you joy and you know you understand where i'm coming from with my love and my passion for professional wrestling and yeah i guess i will uh <laughs> 
wrap this up with um with our our ending song um all right ladies and gentlemen thank you again for listening to this this will be out on anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast youtube.com forward slash square circle podcast the vod the video on demand will be right here on twitch.tv forward slash marie underscore shadows and all the extra goodies will be on www.ko-fi.com forward slash marie underscore shadows if you want to know uh anything pertaining to the stream when i'm streaming when i'm not streaming when i'm chatting about wrestling head over to twitch on that switch head over to at marie underscore shadows over on twitter all right guys this has been extremely fun i love each and every one of you guys i love you guys thank you guys for being here thank you guys for chatting with me thank you guys for supporting and you're very welcome vortex uh thanks for being here with me man um also you have been listening to an episode of the square circle podcast i am your host marie shadows and i'll see you guys on the next one